Beast High. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> here we are, Wildcat Minute, here to talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. We are the Amateur Nerds. Today we are talking about Minute 71 of High School Musical. Minute 71 starts out with Miss Montez saying Troy and then goodnight and ends with Troy saying, I don't only want to be dot dot dot. What does he want to be or not want to be? We'll have to decide before the next minute. It's a mystery. Another one of those classic cliffhangers. Anyway, Condra, this is minute 71. This podcast is in its septuagenarian years. Yeah, this season. This season. Well, uh, okay, so so yeah, this is what, our 170th, 171st episode then? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, whew. and how long have we been podcasting? Like two or three years? Yeah, yeah, because we have so. a different start date than what our feed says, because we originally started publishing on SoundCloud, and then we yeah. had to scrap that very quickly, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why we're doing a retrospective now. It's just any random minute, but we're feel it's a yeah. new year. We're feeling thoughtful. It's a new year. First record of the new year. Indeed. Spoilers, people. So Troy, he walks away from Miss Montez. Yeah. She has like these weird pauses. She goes, I will. Troy. Good night. I don't know if she's like trying to like meet his politeness. Like Troy has definitely got like nervous schoolboy energy about him right now. Like he's <laughs> trying to be schoolboy energy. He's like trying to be super polite and like he's obviously unsure and nervous. And I wonder if she's just like not like maybe this is the first time a boy has come calling this late at night and she's feeling a lot of things too. <laughs> Good question. What time is it? It's dark out, and it's winter. I mean, it's winter in. I don't think it's like winter up up in the the northeast where it gets dark at four thirty. But but yeah, it's at least seven, right? Probably. Like it's it's not sun. It's like it's not like sundown either. Like no, it's, it's dark. dark, dark. So yeah. Well, Gabriella, she's not necessarily in PJs, but she's in. <laughs> She's in comfy clothes. She's Comf in comfy attire. She's in her lovely blue velvet velour. I don't know the difference. <laughs> uh, jumpsuit looking stylish for the mid 2000s. Well, I like I like how Miss Montez says Troy, like she's impressed with him. Like, I will Troy. Like, it's a it's a kind of turn of phrase, not not phrase. It's kind of inflection that pops up every once in a while that is interesting. You go like. You, Troy, are an interesting guy. Like Definitely. There's some emphasis on him that is very positive and it's also a little questioning. Like there's a little bit of like there's some there's something else behind her saying Troy. Whether it's like joking or I don't I don't know. There's something behind it that's It's also possible that it's just like a weird bad acting choice and that's why she's not in the movie that much. I don't I, I think that's harsh <laughs> to say, especially because no, we have so little to work off of. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, she's just like, there's no character for Ms. Montez to have in the movie. Just like there's no character for Troy's mom to have in the movie, really. Because oh, she's like literally not in the movie at all. Yeah, although, I mean, there's always room for more characters. And how interesting would the movie be if Troy had like the maternal influence coming in? What's that telling him about? 
how to behave and act. We just get his father's side, but you know, he, he comes from a two parent household. Like what's that dynamic? Yeah, that, that is a good point, especially because Jack does not seem to be good with the whole relationship, friendship advice. He's like real bad at it. And it, it would be interesting too to see the mother try and tone down some of Jack's hype or over focus on the big game because she could very probably be like, there's other things besides basketball. And I'm sure she's, she's that kind of person as we saw the beginning of the movie when she's like, the party. Yeah, I want to see the scene between Jack Bolton and Mrs. Bolton. I don't even know if we know her first we name. We don't. Where they're like getting ready for bed and like getting all tucked in. And Troy's dad is like, I don't know what's going on with Troy. And she's like, he's he's a teenager. Like he's going through a lot of changes. He probably is nervous and doesn't know what's going on. And this is his first like girlfriend type thing. And like Jack trying to like reconcile that <laughs> with like someone who is actually going to offer him an al- alternate perspective that he's going to listen to. Not just Troy being like, you don't understand me, dad. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like getting the mother into the movie more would definitely develop Jack's character much better. And and that's the purpose of including female characters. Well, I think... <laughs> I know, w- I'm not picking on you. <laughs> no, I mean, unfortunately, but that is sometimes the only way to get more depth to a male character is by providing a female character to give an opportunity, quote-unquote, for emotional discussion because men can only have feelings when they're talking to a woman i don't know but i mean that really is not true throughout this movie as we've seen troy and chad talk about their feelings a bunch of times about situations only more recently though yeah but in the more recently it's happened a couple times now okay so moving on from moms troy kind of backs away from the front door sneak he turns into sneaky uh, yeah. boy. Well, f- well, first he has kind of idea face. He like stops and like turns his head and he's like, oh, yeah. And then he goes off to pursue his idea. Yeah, he stops on the grass. He's like walking on the grass. And I just was imagining the um, I don't know if you remember this from Princess Diaries. When Mia is going to visit her grandmother, she is running late a few times and she'll run across the grass in the front yard. And there's like this i don't know if it's an actual guard or this recording that's like get off the lawn and i was just imagining yeah. that happening to Troy. that's a that's a classic trope there's the simpsons character um he's a scottish or irish I, I tweet at me i'm i'm ignorant of this these sort of things i don't know all of the simpsons side characters but like yeah basically he's like the school groundskeeper and so whenever bart does something you know mess creating he yells at bart yeah and he's just, you know, a, st- a stereotype for them to cut to. Like, he's the he's the character they go to, like, oh, we mentioned something having to do with the- Scot- Scotland. So, cut to this guy's reaction. I think, too, when you were just describing that, the groundskeeper in Star Trek Next Generation that Picard goes back and visits. Oh, yeah. He makes that joke <laughs> when Picard first comes up to him. Yeah, groundskeeper... Ha- groundskeepers have wisdom because they work the land mm-hmm. or they are ornery and like, you know, get off. Yeah, I worked so hard to make that neat and now go away. Yeah, shakes fist at Sky, basically. I really like Mr. Little Jean in Rushmore. Um, he's the groundkeeper of 
the the Rushmore school and he's just kind of like pleasant and he just has a nice smile and he seems cool. Is he like the Uncle Iroh of Rushmore? No, he's the well, he's the classic Wes Anderson like brown-skinned actor who gets two lines in the movie and we're supposed to think is funny because they look different and have a funny accent. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh and that pops up in several Wes Anderson movies. I think he does a good job to make that role really good in Grand Budapest Hotel with Zero, you know, and make it a fully fleshed out character. But unfortunately, most of the time, Wes Anderson movies are about like white guy problems. And then there's like a lower class minority in the corner that's like, you know, I probably have a hard life too, but whatever, be sad about how you're rich and divorced. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Wes Anderson movies. We've done that. (laughs) We've done that. Kylie would be that if Kylie was a human. Yeah. In Fantastic Mr. Fox, our previous season of Amateur Nerds Podcast. Indeed. So okay. Troy steps on grass, does crimes. and He sneaks by into a gate. He goes into the back gate. Yeah, he sneaks into their backyard, which- Seven, eight, shut the gate. It's very bold of him. Like Speaking of Star Trek, he's boldly going. Exactly. <laughs> it's just- it feels weird. It's very impulsive, which Troy has shown to do from time to time. Well, it's very tropey, too. It's, um, you know, say anything or Romeo and Juliet. It's the kind of thing. It's like, let me sneak over to your window and make a big romantic gesture. Obviously, we'll get to the details of that in the next minute. But yeah, I guess it will continue this conversation to the next minute because this definitely does like amp up into something that's a little weird yeah it's one thing to like go on someone's property like sneak into their backyard and like you know if you're just cutting through or something who really cares Eh, the fact that they have a gate with a latch and like (laughs) okay that he obviously doesn't know where he's going and he's looking for a clue to see where gabriella is and he does so by calling her and she actually answers yeah that was weird so Gabriella's uh, sitting on her bed reading and not like sitting like cross-legged on her bed, like up against the wall or like she's sitting like on the side of her bed, feet on the ground with a book in her lap. I think she like, just sat her down. Back- okay. Her back would probably be killing her like she read for any longer than five minutes. Well, if we, it, all right, we're imagining the timeline here. We're figuring out this timeline. This may be actually yeah. one of the few times we can figure out a timeline. We just saw her walking down the stairs. Her mom. Like, telling her it's Troy. It's been, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, so it really hasn't been very long. So, like, for her to have just maybe sat down and, like, kind of thinking to herself before she tucks into this book. Yeah, and her bed is perfectly made. Like, it's not like she's crawling into bed and reading before bed. We don't even know what she's reading. It's It looks like a chapter book, but it, like, it could be a chapter book you read for, like, English class for school, but it could be pleasure reading, too. Gabriella probably got all her homework done early and is doing some pleasure reading Oh, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Gabriella loves libraries, too. Ah, truly. She she knows a good concept when she sees it. <laughs> so you, so as you said, Troy calls her and Gabriella, for some reason, picks up. Why is my question? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe she's curious to see what he has. Like, he showed up at her house and she's aware of that. And it's like, oh, maybe... Maybe there's some, hey, just wanted to let you know I stopped by to talk to you. Like, maybe she didn't think it was going to go into a lot of details and was just like, 
Or maybe she wanted to pick a time where they could actually have this conversation. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe she couldn't bear to like have a face to face conversation with them, but phone conversation is a little bit more on the line. It could be a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. Do you think she like deleted his number and then was getting a call from like unknown number? No. <laughs> I don't just because of the, if we're still playing by mid 2000s ringtone rules. I oh, bet she might have had a ringtone set for him. Yeah. What if um, Troy called on a burner phone, though? That would be highly suspicious of Troy and very <laughs> weird. <laughs> so Gabriella answers the phone. She says very like quietly and demurely, hello. Yeah, it sounds super. Her saying hello sounded super weird. It just it was so quiet. Yeah, well, I, it's it's acting meant to emphasize that she's like not really excited about this conversation, doesn't really know where to go with it. Yeah, it just, we've seen her quiet before, but this just, did it tonally, it sounded different. It's like it was everything she could do to answer the phone in the first place, but once she picks it up, like, she's not going to be able to say much. Yeah, definitely. Although she does say a bit, because she starts questioning Troy, like, or not questioning him, but like, calling him out, well, repeating kind of some yeah. of the stuff she said, where it's like, you said this, like, obviously, you don't want this, like. So Troy, Troy immediately like goes into it like, hey, like everything I said, you heard me like, I didn't mean any of it. They just like they put me into a situation and I wanted to get them off of my back. Yeah, well, she flips up. So and as he's saying this, she flips on the light and he figures out that she's up in her room and he starts sneaking over for some mysterious yeah. reason. She goes, I don't know. It sounded pretty convincing. Which is true. Like, honestly, Troy may believe that he was saying those things because his friends need, like, wanted to hear it and he was trying to get them to stop. But also there was something tonally and his mannerisms that did not seem false and Gabriella read it that way. So it definitely is somewhat suspect. Yeah. It, I mean, the overall question always stands as like, do someone's words, like, can we treat someone's words as the end all be all? Is there a time when someone says something that, you know, we have to take with a grain of salt and recognize, oh, they were in a situation where they probably didn't mean that? I think not only that, but allowing someone the opportunity to grow and recognize wrongdoing. Yeah, and, and apologize. Yeah. yeah. But it is interesting to hear Troy's take on what happened because we have heard it, but it's a lot of prior to this moment, it was some self-pitying. Um, like when he, he was telling Chad and Jason and Zeke a few minutes ago, he was like, she won't even talk to me. And I don't know why it was. It was frustrated. And he's hit this point now. <laughs> I liked that scene. He was like almost crying face yeah. was so good. <laughs> yeah. But in this moment, he doesn't seem upset in the same way he did like, he's starting to come to terms with and starting to rationalize, and he's really had time to reflect, I think. It's much less reactive. Yeah, he's more he's more exactly. passionate now. Um, so he's going on, like, I'm going to sing, are you? Right? Is that, did he say that in this minute? Uh, no. No, they... No, because she goes, I don't know, Troy, everyone's getting pretty whack about it. Yeah, the school's pretty whack. And I'm like, wow, I haven't heard whack in ages. Yeah, well, she doesn't use it quite correctly. No. Like, you don't get whack, I feel like. Something can be whack. I, 
I don't. It's, I don't. Well, it's I guess weird. whack. Like, I, I think about it in like it can be. It's definitely because I'm thinking like it's there's that drug negative. campaign for like crack is whack <laughs> from like yeah. I don't know the 80s or 90s. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like you can get whack necessarily. But yeah, something no, it's usually can like whacked. It's usually like, dude, don't cheat on your girlfriend. That's whack. Or like, don't, don't consume products that were made with child labor. That's whack. Yeah. Usually it's like the, it's like the period on a, on a phrase, like something is whack. And then it's like, period. I think her sentence could have been that way, but she kept talking. Yeah. Cause she's like, the whole school is whack because of the singing thing. I think whack is actually a pretty strong word, and I I will use it in conversation from time to time. I forget it exists. <laughs> but it is one of those that re- pops up once in a while. Yeah, and it's hard to remember. But when you do find a good time to use it, it's fun. It's a it's a good word to m- get a point across. But Gabriella doesn't quite nail it this, with this exact use. I also think, to how we've seen her and taking in what stereotypes like TV in the mid 2000s was trying to portray. There's also some of like she's a a polite school nerdy girl, and like for her to use a word like whack whack has connotations to it, I guess, or maybe my yeah. my perception. She's of not it. Gabriella doesn't watch MTV. No, no, that's <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely does not seem like the MTV type of person. Uh, like we're seeing her reading a book in her room in the middle, like yeah, in a like all white with maybe some light purple and green in it. It's it's very <laughs> soft, um, but also very like sparse. Gabriella says something about like, don't you feel weird about the way people are treating you? Um, and Gabriella, uh, and that's that's where um Troy says, no, maybe I want people to treat me like I don't only want to be blank. Yeah. And of course, hearkening back to his conversation with her earlier, like people see me as Troy, basketball you know, boy. captain of the basketball team, and I want to be just a guy. So, do we think this? Only, he doesn't just want to be. Is this another iteration of basketball boy? Do you think? I mean, yes, that's clearly where it's going. We can provide some joke answers, though, because yeah. I don't want to know but you. Yes, and I don't me, just Tyler. want to be what? Yes, and me. <laughs> okay um troy he doesn't just want to be the the handsome coconut head boy that everyone has a crush on he doesn't just want to be a lifeguard patrolling the beach <laughs> i don't want to be 17 again <laughs> he doesn't want 17 to- again is now on netflix by <gasps> the way that's exciting i was thinking about that movie because i was i kept coming across like uh, Sydney White and she's the man stuff on Pinterest earlier today. Oh, yeah. and it make those three movies just are like linked in my head. That's weird because two of those are very specifically Amanda Bynes uh, vehicles, and the latter is Seventeen again. I think which they is did, they probably not came quite. out around the same time though, so that might be why. I think Seventeen Seventeen again is a couple years after those. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. not Sydney White. I know she's the man is older, so I don't know. Well. Maybe he doesn't want to be the ending of this episode of Wildcat Minute. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I was gonna, I was gonna do. Um, I was thinking of Amanda Bynes and Zac Efron were ever in, in a movie together, 
And they are. They are. They are. You know it. I do. They're not it. Yeah. The problem is that it's not like a straight-laced comedy, like straight-laced. It's not like a straightforward, like comedy comedy, like the three movies we're talking about. It's a slightly different genre. I have, is it Charlie St. Cloud? Because I've only seen that one once. Nope. Nope. Zac Efron movies <gasps> from the late 2000s. Oh, God. I have no idea, Tyler. Hairspray! Hairspray, of course! Of course! Oh my gosh, great! And the only thing better than Hairspray... Is Corny Collins. ...is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find us on the internet, Condra? They can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. I'm also on TikTok now, you can follow me there. Oh boy. Uh, you can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, tell us about your 17 again rewatches, and then maybe we'll one day we'll do a, a hiatus special on it. I would, yeah. I love 17 again. Special <laughs> thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, who you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time for more um, Romeo and Julietting. You can bet on it. <laughs>